Welcome to the shop, a moto podcast with your host, Jake Lowry and Grayson Crom. What's up? Another episode. What's up? Um, so this is going to be, uh, we have two guests. Mm-hmm. They're going to be on the same line uh, when we call, but to get everybody started, this will be Philip Miller, the new owner of Miller Motorsports, which, so Philip bought it um, probably been a few months ago. One of our good, oh. uh, yeah, grill time. Uh, yeah. Alabama stuff. Yeah. They did that. They did a lot of King of the Mountain. Mountain stuff. I think they did the whole series. Yeah, so. Uh, now, like, we're recording stuff. First time, like, looking at myself. I'm, you. Yeah, I'm ugly as fuck. Well, we already, knew, we already knew that. I didn't think we everybody knew that. knew that. We maybe shouldn't record today. I mean, I'm just off, you know? No, we're, we're good. We're, we're good. So, uh. Need a new hat. <laughs> the other, uh, the other guest that we, that's our grill time buddy. Matthew Pettigo, for any of you uh, local guys, you probably know him. Very, oh, uh, everybody knows Very him. personable, very very uh, good guy that yeah. everybody uh, sees at the track. His kid's decent. Kate's decent. Pretty fast. <laughs> uh, but Matthew's been helping with the track a lot there, and we trust Matthew mm-hmm. with the track and how to prep a track and all. So uh, anyway, no. I have not. I but, have. All right. Of course. Well, I'm going to call them up. We're going to get them on. How's it the race for Sarah? Talk, talk some. Hello? Hey, Matthew. Yeah. Welcome to Shot Moto Pod. Appreciate it. Well, Jake? About time, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if it was ever going to happen. You know, it's been going on about a year and a half. <laughs> off and on. Well, I mean, I barely know you, so kind of had to, uh, yeah. Yeah. kind of had to make sure get our feelers out, and make sure you'd be okay to come on. Yeah, I may have been talking to the wrong one, though. I should have been talking to Grayson since I get to see him at the racetrack all the time. Yeah, I I can't argue that. I can't argue that. <laughs> long, long long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, is uh, Philip sitting right there? I am. All right. Awesome. So. Philip, this year, uh, your first time on the podcast, also. Um, yes, sir, it is. And uh, I don't know if do you listen. I know Matthew listens because he, uh, he he yells at me every now and then when I don't mention him or Cade. So. <laughs> no, I don't. No, uh, I subscribe. Saw your listeners. Uh, I just don't really have. I don't listen to many podcasts or actually any of them. Yeah. So. I'm gonna have to start. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I wanted to have you on to kind of talk about the track, uh, you know, let people know that it's under new ownership and kind of give you a platform to, you know, speak about it, let people know, you know, where you're at on it, what your plans are, ideas, uh, just to kind of, you know, hopefully um, let everybody know that it's not the same place that it was before. So... I got some questions. I guess I'll start off. Grayson, do you have questions? Uh, they're all up here. In the okay, Grayson's terrible at his homework, so. Uh. <laughs> they'll, come, they'll come at random. I'll just start randomly asking. All right, so, Philip, first thing, what made you want to buy a track? Uh, so, you know, my kids race, and, and I, I kind of just ride around, and something that we've, we've really got 
we've got into and we spend a lot of time at the track as a family and, and do it. It's our, it's our family thing. You know, a lot of families play baseball, some play softball or soccer, but we go, you know, we go motocross race. We're a moto family. And this track's been close to us and I've not steadily seen it change over the last couple of years. And then it came for sale and I'm like, Ooh, a business opportunity, an opportunity for a family to do something together and to make motocross better in our area. Cause it was really going downhill and I just, I wanted to make a good place for, for my kids to ride, for me to ride, for something. And it, they come with some other perks just beside the track, but something for our family to have, have something other than a half acre of land in a subdivision. Yeah. So that's to me like the best, the, the better track owner because you have the right intentions. Yeah. Mind. You have the right intentions. You're not like, hey, I'm, I'm buying this track so I can make a bunch of money. You're like, hey, I'm buying this track so. Me and my kids have somewhere good to ride, and we, you know, we we get to share it with other people and kind of, you know, make it a public thing. But it's uh, ultimately it was a place for you and your kids to ride, for you to make better, and then you know, with that you can help yeah. make the community better and stuff. So that's, you know, I like when, and I think everybody probably does likes when the guy that buys a track owns a track is a rider himself and his kids ride. Typically, you get just a, a better you get a better overall um quality out of that so um it's good to know you know what your your intentions and what like you know with it we all agree on uh why you bought a track and you know for a good a good reason um so what are the goals with the track like you know short-term goals long-term goals like what are what are your goals with it uh, short-term goals, I would say we're, we're just trying to get it to where it should be, um, as far as back to where it was when I first started going and everybody loved going. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to get it back to there. We want to get it back to where, where if it, it rains for a week, we can still open on Saturday. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we, we, I want to be able to have a regular schedule and be able to keep on that, um, and I want to be able to, to take with what's already there and make it better. Long term, I want to be able to make changes and expand. Um, I've got some stuff that I, I would like to build on on site, some lots of areas I want to get cleaned up and add more RV spots, add more, you know, change the jumps around, eventually make a major change on the big track. And I already got plans for a, a major change on the small track when we get time. Uh, but basically get just be able where I can keep it open and people come and hang out and ride and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, well, I think a track's a, you know, it's a constant, constant improvement. And, uh, you know, the more, the way I see it, the more, you know, um, facilities and things that you put on it, uh, that really adds a lot to it. Um, Grayson can speak for that and you go places that, you can tell they've put a lot back into the track or and into the facility itself. People notice that, and people are like, they just are more willing to spend money with you when they see that, hey, he's gonna, he's actually gonna put this back in. He's actually trying to make something better for us, and uh, so on, on that part of it. But that part could eventually, you can catch up on that. I mean, you can eventually, you know, you get a sign up area and tower. You get, yeah. you know, just like little, bat- little, little stuff like. Man, like he graveled his 
entrance or yeah. like just like yep. little things each time somebody comes and makes you it makes you happy when you're like okay like i'm i'm pumped to spend this amount of money here because i know he's doing the right things with it he's not going and just pocketing and everything yeah you get an appreciation for yeah. like you know hey they're putting some work in here like let me you know i'm i'm fine with this you know 100 bucks to come practice for the day or whatever you know that hundred bucks for me, because I've you know yep. bunch of kids. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, no, so um, basketball team. You know, you get called up eventually on you know your facilities, but the track, you know, to me, like the track's just kind of always ever changing. Um, and one thing that I've seen a lot of tracks do, and um, it's probably going to take you know you and Matthew putting heads together, and you know maybe if me and Grayson could help with some ideas, but uh, you know if you can make some alternate. Uh, like little routes on the outdoor track just so like you have a race one month and then the next month have another race or two months later or whatever just your next race you can kind of route the track a little bit different so then it's not just always that same thing it might be just like one section is kind of different and that that's enough though to like break it up and make it different and uh it makes it to where people are kind of it's something new it's not really necessarily new, but it it just makes it give that new feel to it. Yeah, and it's you know, yeah. a pretty minor change, you know. Which you just changed. Yeah, we uh, both got. You got we both go, got a bunch go of. Go ahead. Bunch of changes. Yeah. We want to make. We don't want it all at once. You know, we want to make a change or two now and wait. Like I said, for a race, and then make a change or wait a month or two, then make the other change. But we've got several changes that we, you know, we're like, hey, let's do this. We can do that just to make it better and different. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's how I do it, because, like, one section at a time, because that, you know, somebody comes twice a month to your place, if, you know, if every other time they come, something's different, it just gives that, like, you know, it gives them wanting to keep coming back, because they're like, hey, I wonder what, next time I come, what's going to be different, because they see that you're always changing, improving, and uh, that that keeps the interest going, and it's one of those things where, like, you know, how do we keep people coming and interested? And and you just gotta, you gotta keep some new and some some change, uh, because, I mean, Jeff didn't understand that. The thing's been the same for since they built it. It's pretty 20, much not 20, changed. And uh, you guys have already changed some stuff, you know. Sand rollers. And I like, yeah, dude. That, you Those mentioned that. Sick. I like the sand rollers because I was not a huge fan of how they were, just because they were like weird for me. They were pretty hard to to double through, and it's just like I'm like, man, if I'm having a hard time making it through here, everybody else is absolutely hating this. Yeah, it was it was yeah. one of the challenges on the track that that part, which I I went I didn't hate that as much as I've hated other ones. Those two sections, yeah. But I think it's cool to added a different factor to it, like of just having sand in that corner, and then you're coming out and you're just deep sand wide open, trying to just like get through them. I think it's a pretty pretty sick change. Yeah. Um, yeah, no one's doubling through them anymore when it's when it's dry when the when the sand's not packed and wet. Yeah, when it's dry. Even Drew couldn't even double through it anymore. Yeah, yeah that's that's cool. Um, so what's uh my other question I had wrote down? What's the most aggravating thing with owning a track? What what pisses you off the most? <laughs> besides Matthew. Yeah, besides besides Pedigo. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the most aggravating thing is. Uh, consistent help and stuff breaking down. Now yeah. Matthew's consistent, but other help people for for the gate and you know and 
flaggers and people saying, hey, I'll, I'll come and help you flag for the race. And, you know, you got 15 people lined up and six show up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sounds like sounds like work. <laughs> that, it, yeah, it's like you're going to stand there and wave a flag all day long and make money. I mean, yeah. Well, that's, that's probably the most aggravating for me so far. Uh, I'm pretty patient when it comes to other things. And the braking stuff, I really don't, don't mind because I'm a mechanic. So mm-hmm. working on stuff, it's, you know, it's second nature. It's just having to buy all the parts and the stuff that's, that I'm finding that I'm getting to break right now shouldn't be breaking. It's stuff that's caused by neglect yeah. years and years of old equipment. And that just, I'm saying that's it's aggravating. Yeah, for yeah, sure. The biggest thing, the biggest thing that I can see, cause I've, worked on stuff all my life is you know what philip jumped into you know is it's just a lot of wore out stuff that like you just said was neglected over the years not being serviced um you know it's just little things that you know you'd rather fix so i would rather fix the little things as they break or as you know they need to be replaced rather than getting 15 things on one tractor that you know is going to cost you three or $4,000 to fix, it's going to be harder for you to to break down and get and pay for that all at one time uh, where you could fix little things $100 at a time. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, that's, a, that's so, the same as on a dirt bike. You know, you don't want to... I'm just yeah. gonna neglect my uh, neglect my wheel bearings until the whole hub explodes and <laughs> now I gotta buy a new yeah now I gotta buy a wheel so it's like you know uh, but um, so Matthew what um, you've been doing a lot of work out there you uh, is it every day a couple days a week did you uh, no you quit waddle and just started being a track guy or what no I can't I can't do that because I'm just donating my time tracks uh as i can uh, you know we we was racing the king of the mountain series and which we had a few races we had to go to before Cade um had enough points ahead and everything where we didn't have to go to the last one but um you know it's tough you know working a full-time job you know and getting off especially now since time changed before i was getting up there around five o'clock in the afternoon and was able to work to like eight you know something like that but now it's it's where you get off get up there at five and it's already dark you know so yeah i'm having to try to spend my time on the weekends uh, you know when it's when it's dry enough but then Again, you got Cade that loves to deer hunt too, so I had to still take in deer hunting. So we, yes, it's uh, real difficult right now to find time to go help. But as you know, on any track or just like just like any yard, you know, out there in the yard, if you neglect it long enough, you know, that's what you're going to end up with is, is something that's bad, kind of like what Jeff did with the track and everything. Everything we've been doing, or I've been doing, and Philip, um, you know, and Buddy that lives up there, he's helped out a whole bunch. But what we're doing is just trying to put it back in its place, you know, not try to change too much right now, but like Philip said, but just 
get the track where we can be able to cut it deep where it will rut up. Um, the I just told Philip Saturday or Sunday that you know my main concern was the road coming in. Uh, I'd like to start on that. Um, you know, before the first of the year and get get all the holes fixed. You know, it, it'd probably take me a day to fix it with a dozer. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the water would drain because, you know, I've got a Class A bus. and You know, I don't like to come in places like that time after time, but I know other people don't either. So I would like to fix it like I would want to go to a different spot. You yeah. Know, to a different track, you know, because I want, I want people to be welcomed. Um there because it you know it's kind of like our local track it is our local track but um like we was talking about changes i want to be able to change enough where you know kate ain't got the advantage over the next kid every time we have a race there Mm because i honestly don't think it's fair to the other kids if he's getting racing you know uh or ride it whenever I, I want to have changes where, you know, I go out through there and I make more breaking bumps in a spot with a dozer, you know, pre-make them. Um, that way, you know, he ain't expecting it. I mm-hmm. may tell him they're over there and stuff like that. Yeah, and I guess it's, I mean, it's benefiting you a little bit to be able to help. Uh, I know you tried to help Jeff, but I know how that... <laughs> I know how that normally went, but because uh, now you know Cade's got somewhere to go ride, and uh, and you know so he can. I mean, you guys already rode a lot, but you know it's gonna help to have somewhere close to where you know you guys can consistently go ride. And now you got somewhere that you can put your input on to how it needs to be. That you know, because I know we're on the same page with it. Like we want to do stuff to help these kids grow in moto and and be more prepared for the bigger races and you know just be more experienced and become better riders and you know all that's going to lead to them being faster but the current way that it's been the last few years in our area it's just it's not going to produce kids and uh it takes guys having a track that you know want to make a track technical that will produce that and uh when i talked to philip the other day and he said he was gonna you know he had a lot of ideas of, of slowing sections down, and uh, I don't think people like understand that the big fast tracks they're not technical, so it's pretty easy. You know, yeah, you you know, you go fast and you might jump a big jump, but that's not really that hard. You start to slow it down, tighten it up, make it more technical. You know, let it get rough and rutted, and that that just adds a whole another level to it, and that it's hard. You get a lot of guys that are going to complain because it's hard, but that's what makes the kids in the area better. And you build a bigger, stronger community of riders that way versus just, you know, because when you run off all your kids that are, you know, trying to come up and race and, you know, it's just, it's too hard or too much money to compete, you know, some of them lose interest. I mean, I 100% blame our area for Brady Little being done. And I know, you know, there might have been other things with, you know, going on with Marlon that, you know, maybe he wanted to be done or whatever. But I feel like if, you know, if he wouldn't have thought he had to go to Matt Walker's all the time and spend that kind of money, 
and he could have stayed local a little bit more, I feel like they might still be racing. And how many kids throughout the last five to ten years quit because the same thing? They're just like, well, local racing is not really good around here. i got to drive three, three to five hours one way to get to a track that's worth it, and it's just too much, and they're done. So there's a big need for yeah, what, what y'all are wanting to do. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. You know, uh, actually, it was Marvin that got us first going to Moto X. Um, mm-hmm. You know, back I guess three years ago, and uh, it, it was it was a great place and experience. But yeah, when you're working and got other kids and everything, I, you know, I ain't gonna lie, we didn't have the money to go spend, you know, seven fifty a week at a at a training facility so uh, we just had to work with what we got which luckily we've been blessed to keep riding and you know we do training with uh with you uh some and and some other people uh matthew weekly you know some local stuff just because we can't afford it and uh and plus it's it's good um I, i call it the basic stuff uh, I know you preach hard on it, but you go to a lot of places, they don't teach fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, look into it, you know, you got to go somewhere where it's fundamentals, but even on a track like men's now, we want to get it rough, rutted, and slow it down in spots because, as you and Grace both know, when you go you know, you go to freestyle or, or somewhere like that, uh, you, you know, you ain't going to get, it's way different than Swan. Swan is just Swan wide open, you yeah. Know. <laughs> you know, there's difference in tracks and it's difference how you want to be, but if you're making it to the level that you want to go to, uh, Loretta Lens, you know, you got to you got to train in this rough stuff. You know, you take the top riders like in, you know, Cage Group, uh, Easton Graves, all, all that bunch. You know, from Louisiana, they don't they don't ride on freshly groomed tracks that does not rut. You know, you've got to you got to you got to be prepared. And you know, we can't go to Louisiana or, or different places, Georgia, wherever, and train. But man, if we could make uh, Mims where we could. Keep it drained, you know, rain, that's my main concern, uh, keep it drained. Also keeping it where we can uh, have it where we can water from the side of the track. I hate trucks driving on the track. Yeah. It's my pet peeve. <laughs> um, Jeff, Jeff only did that a couple times. I mean, well, you know, well, he had one yeah. of the fastest kids in the country at his race, and, you know, he just was driving the water truck in front of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if we could get, you know, get – something like that in their area and get you know trainers you um you know weekly other trainers yeah you know from tennessee and stuff whoever philip wanted to let come on put a class i think it would build this area uh and you was talking about and he was about you know people kind of fussing some on the changes or or whatever the track you know i've I go around just walking around and ask them, hey, what y'all think about the track? Everybody loves it, but, you know, before they was all saying, oh, it's too dry. Mm-hmm. It's too dry. Hard yep. pack. 
but now all, all you're getting is, especially from the older group, uh, some of the vet riders even, they're, they're saying, you know, oh, it's too rough or it's too muddy in this fight or, or something like that. Um, and just the other day, had some more locals show up on 250s. They get out there. I see them up there all the time. They ride good. Uh, they were slipping and sliding, you know, holding their feet off the pegs. Uh, and then here comes Kate around and, you know, blew right past them, and they loaded up and left. Yeah, so that's – Well, Grayson's you – know, That's what you got to get that uh, – I, I guess that's where they need to learn how to ride that stuff if they want to be because it will make you a better rider when it is dry. Yeah, so you know? Grayson has we've talked about this and you've maybe heard it some, you know, but that's like Grayson's been always been like, you know, I don't I'm not a good mud rider. He's like, So how do I you know but nobody opens when it's slightly even just slightly muddy. Everybody closes, they're like, Oh, it's muddy or what you know. But how do you get better in the mud? You have to practice in the mud. you have to ride in it some and if people would just like if if you could take the person that you know they only want to ride in the perfect condition whatever and i get if you just ride for fun you're not you're not really worried about being better i get it but that's where to me then you got to understand when you go to a racetrack so when i say a racetrack a track that actually holds races um and is trying to you know be a attract people be a, a bigger and better track if even if it's a practice day but you went to the racetrack on their practice day you went to the racetrack i mean that that's that's what you get is the racetrack if you if you don't want that well there's other places that aren't racetracks that aren't going to prep it like that aren't going to really prep it much you can go there and ride and that's just it's kind of that's what you chose to do um and i know some people probably don't like that opinion or idea or whatever but to make the for the kids and the guys that want to be better, you know they've got to be able to have somewhere somewhat local that they can go and ride those conditions to get better. And the guys that, you know, they do race and they struggle at that stuff. The more you ride it, like you said, the better you're going to be at that. And then when you ride the hard conditions, well, the easy conditions, you're going to be even faster and better because it's now it's way easier because it was a you know a better condition um, and. So I, I don't. I mean, I know that you know it's sometimes not always the funnest to ride in the mud, but Sucked. I, well, like take take for instance this: if you're a football player and you love playing football, but you kind of dread the working out part. But I mean, it's just part of it. That's what you have to do to be better. And it's the same if you're a, a pro motocrosser. You, you know, I love racing motocross, but God, I hate having to run three miles a day or, or road bike 30, 50 miles a day, whatever they're doing. Like you might hate the working out part, but it's part of it to be better. It's the same thing. Like, I, you know, you might not love the mud, but you maybe need to understand that I need to ride this because it's going to make me better. And, you know, and we need tracks that are going to, you know, Hey, it might not be the greatest, but we're going to open for you guys that want to come and ride this. You can come and ride. Yeah. Which they they did the last couple of times and I yeah. and, and sucks like like I could, it was weekends like I couldn't like one weekend it was I did the uh you did the woods race. race and then the next weekend it was the uh, uh you did the running marathon yeah, I did the half marathon so like I couldn't come those two weekends 
Matthew, <clears throat> Matthew, can you believe that Grayson ran 13 miles? 13.1. I cannot believe it, but I did see the pictures where he was there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, he ran it. And uh, you know Mac. Good job. You know Mac, right? Yeah. Mac ran the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, he did the whole thing, like 26.2? 20, 26.2. Yeah. And almost the same time I did 13.1. I probably wouldn't have told anybody that. I don't know. Well, I just I'm kept giving that. Mac credit. Like, yeah, I'm fat and slow, but I finished it. But Mac killed it. So, so I'm just giving Mac credit. So if you beat Mac on the track now. And he beats me. Y'all can be even. Yeah, we're, we're even. Okay, so just don't let Mac beat you on the track. Yeah, we'll we'll get there one time. <laughs> uh, so hey, back on the talking on the like changes of the track, different things. This is for both of you. Um, is there an option to move where you come in? Is there a way? Like I was thinking, that. I don't know if you own. I don't know if Philip owns that anything between the highway there and where the track's actually at. But is that like an option to come in on the other side? Is it not farming? There, there is an option. Yeah. Um, I need to raise a whole bunch of money to put a bridge in. Okay. okay. That's where we're <laughs> or, going. Or, or I had to dig a lot of dirt out to make it where you just drive across the bottom of the creek put some concrete in there, which nobody's going to like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for but sure. I, I did own that all the way from the highway to the uh, railroad tracks. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. so there's an option, and, and I would really love to have a second bridge, but bridges are, are not cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Because I've, I've always yeah. wondered, you know, um, just um, to not have to drive, like, you know, for people to come in and, you know, they park all in the field and, you know, so they're not having to necessarily go, you just drive all the way past, you know, both. It's kind of, you know. You can just come in and then you can, then you can make it where you can probably expand the track, make it just one entrance. And so keep that bridge in the back for... You know, when you have night races and stuff. Yeah, have an and, entrance for the night track and an entrance for the yeah. main track. And, and where they, the road is, you could actually, you know, pull the pull, pull the big track in over to that. Yeah. And kind of have a little bit and more area. keep that bridge for riders who want to go ride both tracks. Yeah. You know, you can cross yeah. it there if you were riding. Yeah, because you could have a lot smaller area yeah. just for bike traffic yeah. and foot traffic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do something like that. I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I think if, if it was a different entrance, Yes, it will help mm -hmm. uh, and be more accommodated to the track. Uh -huh. You know, if it did, we kind of looked at it. But yeah, like Philip says, it costs a lot of money. Uh, I know people that's done the bridges. The mm -hmm. cheapest, cheapest thing I've seen is uh, go buy some uh, two flatbeds and, and expand them across the creek. But there again. You've got to get that money to buy two old flatbeds from somebody and, you know, make sure it's <clears throat> safe and supported, right? Yeah. Um, Matthew, go get go get Cade out there. Have him start welding. You know, <laughs> I, I don't want to hear no excuses from you. Go send Cade out there to him start working on it. That's all we got to do. Yeah. He can weld. I've seen Cade, uh, like, some – pictures and videos kate on the uh, tractors out there helping uh prep the track and stuff and That's i guess you got cool. him out there you know child labor and stuff <laughs> yeah he works for free <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we do feed him every now and then but, uh, but uh, no he, he he's been a big help you know uh 
if a lot of the younger group, you know, uh, is not there, you know, he, he's more manageable because he wants to stay on the tractor or something like that and help. But like some kids his age, you know, he's just a kid, you know, 12 years old. So yep. he wants to go ride pit bikes with them or something. So me and Philip lose him right off the bat. But he's already there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my main concern, I, I told Philip when he was talking about buying, I said, if you buy it, I'll, I'll help you get it up on its feet and everything you know, best I can because I know, you know, it did need a lot of help and still does. And I still tell everybody it's a work in progress. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. That's so true. That, that's basically how I look at this track. And, and honestly, um, uh, you know, I, uh, we had trouble with Phillips Dozier one time and I, I had a, a farmer friend, uh, that lives close to me. He, loaned us his dozer um to make to make the tr- the race that we had on it if it wouldn't have been for him we i don't think we would have been able to have the race so you know people know what we're trying to do uh you know i even told the farmer hey i'm helping free we're just in a bind so uh you know he said just bring it bring it home full of fuel so it's good to know people like that that's willing to help out um and keep a keep a race going or track going. Um, if if he ever did have a bigger dozer, that would you know he he's got a small dozer which it runs good and everything operates good. But there again, you're looking at a a really big outdoor track that that that's my main concern. I'm I'm not worried about the little track. Uh, you know, honestly. Cause I can build one in my backyard, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, like being honest, like most people. But uh, you know, it's got land; they can. But uh, the big track is where it's at for us. So that's why I, my main concern is to help Philip get it going. And I would like to see us uh, put some more light poles up, uh, run some more speakers. Uh, loudspeakers out to where all the campers park at. I know that's in, we've discussed that or we're discussing it right now. But, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, I'd like to see that because, you know, you can't, sometimes you can't pick up the radio stations. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do like speakers. Um, I've been to a lot of tracks that had speakers and, man, it, it, it worked yeah. good even though they had radio. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, actually. Um, you know, I'm kind of, Philip knows, I haven't really told that many people that, you know, I want to do something more and, you know, put more in. Maybe, you know, I don't know if my name helps with anything, but um, Grayson says no. But, you know, just try to, you know, help the the area more and uh, try to have some more influence on stuff. But um i i was thinking just thinking about different things with tracks and stuff and uh i was thinking about i'm like man you know like when i was a kid you went pretty much everywhere and didn't matter where you were at in the facility you could hear the announcer you know and it kind of gave it that element of like you know what's races going on you kind of you know when i was a kid i was like kate i'm you know running around with my buddies i wanted to do that as much as i did wanted to race and uh 
but you could always hear on the loudspeaker what race is going on so you could keep up with it. It seems like, man, now, like, hardly anyone has a loudspeaker, and you can't, you know, how are you supposed to know? I'm, like, always, like, all right, what race are they on? It's, like, the constant thing in my head the whole time is, like, what race are they on? And you're having to ask people or run up to the starting gate and look, and, um, so, yeah, that, that would be a huge plus to have it. I mean, you could even probably hire Grayson to announce races. Oh, yeah. He, he would probably th- sit up there with Twisted Tees. You mm. could buy him, I'm not going to say one case. I don't think that's enough. Two cases of Twisted Tees. Oh, yeah. And, and I'll be up there all day he, and night. We'll he would skip a, racing, and he would just uh-huh. he would just announce. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can announce. I'll tell you what, buddy. I don't and, know. There would be a lot of names butchered. Oh, there would, yeah. there would be a lot of names butchered. Oh, but. yeah. People wouldn't get a right name. Nobody would have the right name. People wouldn't know what the hell is going on, but I would. And they would know be, what race was going on. Yeah, that would be, that'd, that'd, that'd be the only thing they'd get out of it, but it'd be a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back to, like, track maintenance. Yeah. Uh, while I just thought about, you know, everybody, and, and even myself included, yeah, everybody goes to the track. They see the track being ready to ride or close to being able to ride within, you know, 30 minutes to an hour when they arrive. But let me tell you, uh, it's more work than what I thought. Um, you know, especially if you ain't got real big pieces of equipment. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, one, you know, I, I know dirt. um uh, you know, I've been in the dirt business myself and everything, but honestly, I've never been around a dirt race track to know really how to prep it. Um, like I know how it needs to look and feel, but dirt's different. Oh yeah, for sure, like, different consistencies. One, sec- one section may be uh, sandier. One section may be a little got more clay in it, so. You know, I'm trying to figure it out right now. You know, I'm wondering, hey, do we need to put uh, sawdust here in the turns uh, to make it rust better? And, you know, that's the main thing, just just learning how to work the track itself, you know, in, what, basically two months, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I think we're on the right track. Yeah. There's three or four different types of dirt out there, and I didn't even realize that from riding it. Until I got to working working it, and it's like, man, it's in that one field. There's probably four different types of soil just on that track. Yeah, and it's and, and you you got to build everything differently for each different type of type of soil, and you almost got to prep it just a little different. And some of it won't prep the same. Mm-hmm. You got to put more some of it, and you do the other. And some of you just barely got to sprinkle water on, it and it's and it's you know soup. Others you got to put eighty thousand gallons on it. Yeah. Dry, but. yeah, yeah. Me and Matthew have always kind of talked about like you know the different dirts and the you know the track and like you know I think if you you gotta you know like you said learn the dirt you know at your place but you know uh, learn all the different kinds of dirt you know learn how much water it can take you know and you have to learn different sections. Hey, that section holds more for whatever reason that dirt you know stays wetter than over here. So you know let's not put as much water here, but we got to put more over here. And, uh, you know, a good test for me has always been, you know, put your hands in it. Like, you know, get down off the off the piece of equipment and actually, like, at ground level, like, look at it and see, like, hey, 
how deep does this go and like you know what's the consistency um because that's gonna that tells you a lot by you know i think some guys get in the tractor and they just make rounds and throw some water down and like all right here we go and it's you get a lot of inconsistencies there like you were talking about the you know different sections will be different and uh i feel like now that y'all are saying like the different types of dirt did you think like now that i think about it you know jeff would just go and kind of you know rip it however deep he felt like ripping it that day and you know there would be sections that were really good and then there'd be sections that just weren't so good mm-hmm. and that's probably because it's you know the two total different types of dirt the softer stuff obviously is going to hold more water it's going to you know rip a little better rut better and then the harder stuff you're going to have to you're going to have to work it more you got to probably be deeper put more water in it and uh yeah adding something to it might not be a bad idea so <laughs> just um and honestly like i like matthew you've been to golden pine right yes okay so which i don't know y'all weren't racing when randy owned it but um so i don't know it's still you can tell when you go up on top of the hills you've got like a lot harder clay-based dirt and you know in the bottoms it's like really sandy it takes some like skill to go from like that harder dirt to that sandy dirt mm-hmm. and then you're back and forth a lot in the, in one lap. So to me when you have different types of soil on your track you're making a more technical track that way. You know, whether your benefit is, you know, hey, we can work this easier cuz we put some sawdust in this section but the rest of the track doesn't have sawdust. Well, that makes a different element for the rider. So it makes it you're also making a more technical track also with making it you know easier for you to maintain if that makes yeah. sense we, we were just talking about you know golden pines the other day i think me and roland wilkerson uh, me and roland talk once a week uh, about difference mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah you're right the golden pines when me and him was talking about it you know i said you know that's the track that you can go ride and it's three to four different levels of, of how the dirt is you know you got hard packed red clay you got some loose spots you know that's three inches deep then you go to a foot deep of sand in that back section in the bottom you know and then you come back and it's a mixture over the rollers um, it's it's perfect for riding and and adapting real quick because Honestly, you got to adapt real fast on a racetrack from what I can see, you know, watch. you you got to be quick thinking, and if you can ride on three or four different types of soil, I think it does. Oh, yeah, for sure. Makes you a lot better rider having the experience of, you know, I like I like to tell the kids when I'm doing schools, you know, it's it's dirt. Dirt's dirt. You're on a bike. Like, you don't overthink it, you know, but – the experience with all of it, I think that's kind of what makes you have that mentality of, you know, um, I, I I know I saw a thing on Facebook, a kid asked, um, and I usually don't comment on all this because I don't have the time to back and forth or whatever, but he had asked him uh, on one of these groups, you know, he's like, hey, how, how come these A guys and these fast B guys, like, as soon as the track opens, they're out there just wide open, hitting everything, scrubbing and it's that it's the experience you know you get experience of like you know you can uh, you can look at it and you know, can look at it no okay i know how fast to hit that jump you like know you've I, done uh, you've done it before plenty of times and it just still blows like uh where were lazy river 
Yeah. You would just come out and then you're just but right over it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I'm just like, <laughs> dude, it's gonna take me two practices to hit that thing. And yeah, you it did just, take you two practices. And you just like come out and you just like look at it and you're like barely even walk. You didn't even walk the track and you're just like, bruh, and just like right over it. And I'm like, piss me off. But I'm that's like, just the experience thing of like you know. You can look at stuff and judge it, you know, by the by the height and distance and, um, you know, the different dirts and things like that. You know, same deal. Like you, you know, hey, I can get, I can be on the gas this hard, or I, I need to be a little bit easier on the throttle because it, you know, it's like it could, you know, be a little slick, lose yeah. the rear if you get too hard on it. And um, it makes but, it makes you think a lot. Like Golden Pine, you can't just go and do just laps. You have to like think about it every time you change consistency yeah. It's, yeah for it's sure hard. yeah so i feel like you guys are doing going moving in the right direction like you know i mean i matthew obviously you know i trust you because you know we we talk a lot so i know you know um that's what i told philip back at back 40 a while back before he bought it and i was like dude if matthew's wanting to help let let him help because he knows you know um he wants to make he wants to make something for Cade to ride, and he knows like, you know, we've been enough places and talked enough to know like to, you know, be on the same page with a lot of it on how you know we think a track should be. And uh, Philip, I'm glad that um, I'm glad you got it, and you're as open minded and like willing to like let people give you ideas and help and stuff because you know a lot of guys that buy tracks and all it's like they've got the mentality of yeah I bought this and I know what to do and you know, Tell it's mine. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Thank you. And one thing, uh, even Philip said, we'd like to get, you know, more experienced riders like you, Jake. You know, some people that's maybe been pro uh, that still ride, you know, twice a year like you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe come down and, you know, and just say, well, yeah, this, you know, not on race day or something, and just say, "Yeah, you could, you could do this." You give different ideas, and you know, where well, we could do small changes, but if it if it didn't feel like it worked, we could tear it right back down. You know, in a couple of hours and fix fix it back like it was, or something like that. But that's a goal for me and Philip, just to get more input from better riders. You know, and um, but but it needs to be riders like it's gone. You know, I'd like to really sit down with Logan Parks. Yeah, Logan Parks, would know for sure. Going. I mean, you yeah. know, you know, Matthew, you know, like the guys that have been places and, you know, know what's going on and, you know, can. And we're all going to have, you know, kind of the same mindset on it, I would say, but maybe different ideas a little bit. Just, you know, and uh, I've always honestly always have wanted it to where the tracks would be more open and the guys would be like, Hey, I know you've been to, you know, pretty much every outdoor national track that there is current and past. And, you know, you've been to Loretta's tons and all these places. It's like, Hey, what's your idea on it? Like, what do, what do you think? And then actually kind of take it to heart a little bit. Cause, um, I remember, man, this was like, I'm going to say 2000, 11 12 somewhere around there and uh the old owner of golden pine the guy that opened it randy so i've known him pretty much my whole life uh he raced in my grandpa's track when he was like on an 80 and uh 
he was a decent vet guy. I would go, you know, places my dad would go. So I was a kid going to these places. Randy would always buy land and build a track, try to make it work. We always got invited because we were, you know, in the group. And uh, when he bought Golden Pine, I remember going and it was like, you wouldn't even recognize what it was then to what it is now. Like, it wasn't even close to the same. I mean, it's like, you know, first started out. And, you know, at that point, he was taking all the advice in the world. And then, but that was in like 2005, probably. By the time you get to 11, 12, where he's had some regionals and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and this was, you know, Johnny Moore could attest for this too, because I know he had said stuff to him. They were doing stuff to the track that we weren't like big fans of, kind of made it one line and stuff. And we had told Randy, like, hey, like, it was better a few years ago when you were doing this. It was more of how the sand, they were doing the sand. They were taking a lot of sand from the bottom, piling it up on the top. And you had the hard base up top. And if you didn't mix the sand in good, you just had, like, a powder berm because it, it would get down to the hard base. That would be just hard-packed slick, and you would slide into a big powder berm, and it didn't make ruts anymore. So it made everything one line. And we, you know, we told Randy that, and, like, he just was, like, you know, mad because we're, like, you know, he thinks we're complaining about the track. And it's like, dude, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm telling you, like, it was better the way it was before. So whatever you're doing now, like, could, like, our idea is, like, go back to what you were, you know, let's not put all the sand. And, uh, but I think he had some influence from, like, MX Sports and those guys of, like, you know, oh, you put a lot of sand on it, you want to water it as much. And I don't know where somebody came up with this idea, but if it's hot and dry and sunny, I mean, it's going to evaporate the water and you've got to water it. It doesn't matter if, <laughs> you know, I don't think sand, sand holds moisture a little bit better, but it's not like sawdust or something where it's like sawdust really holds moisture, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, if, to me, if you're going to put anything in it, you put sawdust in it because it, that's really what holds the moisture better. Sand is like, if it, if it's a really wet area, you put sand in it to kind of sop it up a little bit so it's not as muddy. The sand kind of, you know, the different texture, I guess, makes it to where it's it's wet, but it's not muddy. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? That makes sense. Yeah. A little bit. So. And, you know, talking about that, you know, I, I've even thought reaching out to, like, Vernon um, and seeing, you know, if he ever comes back across this way, going to Georgia to ride or, or work on track somewhere, just to see if he'd stop by and, say hey yeah you need to do this or do that or you need to add this or you know or different track builders yeah for sure and let them look at it because you know they know where where i don't know what it really really needs right now than they would or something so that would help or i'm sure i'm sure vernon would help you know i mean uh, at least give some advice you know and um Vernon's a good dude, and uh, he knows. Um, I mean, Vernon was my level or, or maybe better at a time. So um, Vernon for sure knows. And uh, just, you know, like you said, get different opinions. And, uh, hey, I um, Ryan listens to this some, I think, Ryan Hall. Um, he would, um, you know, I think Ryan, if you asked him, like, hey, you want to, you know, come out and you know we're gonna be working on the track this weekend if you want to come out and you know help change a jump or whatnot i think ryan's kind of like he told me he would come help but he doesn't want to ask you know it's like one of those things of like you know if somebody asked me i'm willing to and he was a pretty good rider when he was racing so that's just another you know that's a guy right in the you know 
right in Nim's backyard yeah, pretty much. Yeah, down the road. I talked to Ryan uh other day after I got off the phone with you. Okay. And he's he seemed very interested and wanted to come out and camp for the weekends, you know, even when we're closed and help him work and stuff. And yeah. He's only said he's only fifteen minutes from the house and he'll come yep. and help as much as he wants. We talked about that, so hopefully he'll be out soon to Yeah. And Ryan spent a bunch of time before he quit, he spent a bunch of time at Matt Walker's. So, like, he knows, like, what tracks need to be, you know. I mean, he, uh, I mean, he's raced Loretta's twice, so he he knows, he understands, you know, he understands where a track should be, what direction it needs to go. And uh, to me, like, we've got people that want to help and want to make things better. So, like, utilize it, you know. And uh, I think some of the track owner guys are – they like to say that, you know... Um, Their way or the highway. Well, no, it's not necessarily that, but, like, nobody will help. But there are people that will help, but they just, they won't take the help, you know. I think that was kind of like Jeff, you know. <laughs> like, he would, oh, I don't ever have any help. And I'm like, well, man, I know for a fact Pedigo's asked plenty of times to help with stuff, and, you know. But, uh, I just... Yeah, th- I've point blank asked Jeff three times, you know, and... If I could come out and help, you know, just have the fuel or whatever, you know, two times he said, well, if you could, you know, it don't need nothing. And one time he said, yeah. And then I asked him before I left. I said, you want me to come out this week? Well, I'll, I'll get up with you. You know, and that was it. And then when Philip bought it, Jeff even asked Buddy, he said, how, how is he getting, you know, Petty go to, to help? you know, with a dozer and everything. And he looked at me and he said, well, he's offered to help you plenty of times and you wouldn't let him, you know. <laughs> if the help's there, you know, take it when you can. You know, I, I'd love, to, like, honestly, I'd love to get up there and and work every day, you know, that I could. Uh, but, you know, some days I can't. So any help would be appreciated throughout the motocross family. Yeah, And that's, Back to, you know, me knowing y'all, you know, I, I wouldn't know y'all if it wasn't for Cade starting to ride dirt bikes. And we've got friends all over the United States now because of it. So just wanting to make it local again, you know, yeah. North Mississippi. Yeah, well, man, honestly, oh, man, it's Mississippi Moto. I, I mean, I don't, in that, like, the late 80s early 90s and my grandfather had a track and i hear a lot of a lot of people that raced back then they talk how good pearl oh pearl was so good you know it's hard for me to remember because i was so little but kevin Wyndham grew up racing there bobby reagan that on star was you know taking the kids he was helping there and uh yeah i was so young that it just doesn't it was just normal for me i don't i don't you know i don't really remember when when it got to where i was old enough to really remember you know, I feel like my dad's track was, like, the only thing really going. And uh, we were traveling so much, he let it go because he's, like, he didn't have the time and help to to do it like he wanted to do it. So he let it go, and it's just, like, at that point, like, there was not much in Mississippi. And it was guys that came and tried to do stuff. But to me, they were kind of like the same guys that are doing stuff now that – um it probably would rub people wrong and make them mad, but honestly, they were out to just make a dollar instead of making it better. So they were, you know, the tracks they built were 
smaller, easier to maintain, maybe didn't have to spend as much money on it, but the fees were the same. So, you know, wasn't building a rider base or building anybody better. It was just, hey, we got some races here and, you know, guys would come race and it was, you know, your your local crowd every three to five years was different because people were, you know, coming and going so much. And uh, when Golden Pine opened, you it built Golden Pine built a pretty good community for like central Mississippi. Um, so South Louisiana already had a good crowd. Uh, Kentwood really, really built a good crowd back then, which they've always had a, like a good rider base. But I feel like Kentwood helped uh, really elevate guys in that area we went to kentwood a lot um only being a little over an hour from there back then like it we went there a lot and then golden pine though like when it really started and kicked off man i feel like from 06 or so till like 2013 14 like there was there was some kids actually like making loretta's on little bikes from mississippi there was you know it was it was building a little bit and then Golden Pine went away, and we didn't have any real other tracks. We had some small stuff, but some of that stuff kind of went away. And it's like these – some of those kids kind of got into the the age where it's easier to quit, and they have other distractions. So a lot of them quit, go away, and then it's like – then it just completely – I mean, it's completely died pretty much. And uh, I can speak for North Mississippi and Memphis area. When I first started coming up here and race, which – I knew guys that raced up here, the Millers, uh, Brandon and Blair Miller, um, Josh Cartwright, Matthew Weekly, Zach Bishop, like I'm, all of them, like even though they're way younger than me or kids, I remember seeing them at, at bigger races and places. Uh, and then so my in-laws moved up here and we started coming up here in 2010 doing the King of the Hill series. And dude, there was a ton of tracks, good turnouts. It was producing kids. I mean... I know they – I don't know if these kids would be like, oh, yeah, that series, like, really helped us. But, I mean, Matthew grew up racing that series. Zach Bishop grew up racing that series. Josh Cartwright. Casey say, Cochran I would started say, in it. I would say they would think – I would think they would say – Well, we'll have Josh on here one day, and we'll ask, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to him. But, I mean, like, if Casey Cochran got to start there. Um, Kenzie grew up doing it. Like, it – that, but that community of, like, you showed up and you would have – 200 250 entry races all the time and sometimes bigger than that on you know several different tracks in the area you didn't have to travel that far to have good races um it had a good community but when dude when king of the hill went away and like it went away in 12 i think and then they tried to do like amt 13 or whatever and 14 like dude like by the time 14 rolls around it was dead and it's been pretty much you know dead you know, and I say dead because it's not what it was. You know, it fell off so much, and it's been eight years or something. And it, you know, but it takes, like I said, it takes a lot of work. It takes a community of all of us wanting the same thing. I think when King of the Hill was around, you had a lot of guys that wanted that same thing. So it, it, it you know, it grew. It had people interested. It kept people interested. Um, so when you get change, it's you yeah. know, it, it's. I think it'll. I think we can can build it. We just uh, it it's it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. No, and I think it's you know on Phillips Phillips end of managing it and everything, and uh, you know 
promoting the days that he's open and stuff like that, it, it's going to take some time. And because, you know, like North Alabama and Central Alabama, they, they've got it wrapped up, you know, over there. They, yeah. They know, you know, and they, they have really big crowds. So, you know, it's going to take some time and on when to open, watch what races they have going on and stuff like that. Um, you know, after they post schedules, yeah. uh, that can pull some of the Alabama crowd and, and stuff like that. And then maybe they'll see that the changing that we're making is, is for the better. So they'll be satisfied with, co- with coming over here, you know, and that, that way it gives them another place to go, mm-hmm. uh, you know, their, their same old track. Cause honestly, you know, I've took Cade a bunch of times places and, you know, he's like, no, I don't want to go because we ride there all the time. Yeah. You know, it ain't changed, something like that. So, And you're not getting better when you're doing that same thing. Yeah. Well, Matthew, uh, you can, like, so, I mean, if you start to look at it and you're, like, looking into the future of, like, where, like, what could we pull from and what's the potential, like, I mean, if you build stuff good enough that attracts people, I mean, there's a good rider base in Alabama. There's a good rider base in Louisiana. There's... They're building a stronger base in Arkansas. North of us, if you get like Southern Illinois and stuff, there's a pretty strong base. Missouri, there's a strong base. I mean, that's only, I mean, you're only, you know, three to five hours from these different areas. I mean, you start pulling guys from those areas. Now you're talking, you know, three to 500 entries, you know, depending on where you pull from. Or, hey, you get lucky on a certain weekend and pull a McLarty and end up with 700 entries, you know. Just because it, yeah. it, it yeah, ain't, my- you know, I don't know if you would be, <laughs> be able to fit that, which McLarty couldn't fit it either. And uh, and I I feel like my experience, I didn't know anybody at McLarty, but Matthew can tell you, I said from the very beginning, I was like, man, they're not going to get this through in the day because they the way they were splitting the practices and just taking their time, I'm like, man, I don't know if y'all understand what 700 entries is, but <laughs> you're going to have to. You know, you've got to get moving on that. And, uh, you know, I don't feel like they did a terrible job with it. It probably could have been a little bit better. Um, but, you know, they did the – I feel like they did They did decent with, you know, not being prepared for a 700-entry race. And A big thing, too, with, with a big race like that and just any race, especially like I'm running the race-ready stuff, Yep, is when, when people – they know they're coming to race if they register online and that's not just for my track that's for any track that's running race race it's any track that offers online registration use that registration and it cuts down on time morning of the race for everybody yeah because yeah. then they just come and check in and go on about their way and that's that was been one of my problems with the race ready was not a lot of people were registering online so so then you had to create them a whole profile which, which took time, which mm-hmm. takes a lot of time. Where even even with the old systems, you know, you still got to build them somewhat of a profile. So that that would take time. And like McCarty, that big race, they were still taking people, letting people register at like nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning. Yep. When it should have been cut before then. But shoot, they had a three mile long line out the gate, people trying to get in. Yeah, they did. Yep. Um, and, you mentioned like the the signing up online. I, I feel like that's a um, like that's a promoting deal, and you know, um, 
I want to help with it as much as I can. But it's like, you know, make a video and post it all over social media and, and do it more than once and like explain to people, hey, if you're coming, please get signed up online because it's going to make everything run faster, run smoother. And uh, which I don't know why you wouldn't like every time I go somewhere and they they offer it. I'm signing up because I don't I have to rush with my crew if I had to go sign up because I have to fill out so many papers and stuff like that. So I would much rather sign up ahead of time and then just go check in when I get there. Um, and I think it's that's kind of like an education thing, I think, because I don't think some people kind of understand like they've maybe they've never used it before and they don't they don't understand that. Like, you know, how much easier it makes it on the track, how much easier it makes it on them also uh, to, to go ahead and, you know, get this done and uh, get signed up. So uh, I feel like if we educate people and kind of, you know, let them know ahead of time, hey, please sign up. I think that that, you know, won't be avoided. And There's still going to be some people that don't sign up, but maybe we can make it better. Right. And what you know, like one thing that I was talking about, you know, look at schedules. You know, we're, you know, we're not wanting to basically steal that rider from a different track. You know, that's why mm-hmm. we're, it's, it takes planning um, because everybody needs it to make the motocross stronger in our area. Uh, you know, I'd love to see uh, Philip work with uh, Tony and them from back forty. Uh, because you know, here lately, a lot of the riders are are uh, Southern Tennessee mm-hmm. people. You know, so, you know, around Jackson area. Um, yeah, what's you know, the, that's good. How far is uh, other, how far is Jackson from uh, from where the tracks at from Nims? Uh, hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, an hour forty five. Okay, yeah. So to and me, we, yeah, like y'all, to me it's more beneficial for both places to work together. And I don't feel like back 40 opens just a ton. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, as long as those guys are like, Hey, yeah, we're willing to work with you. I mean, for Philip, it's like, they don't open that much. So it's like, you don't have to close that much. And, uh, it just, it makes like, like you're saying, Matthew, it just makes it a stronger community because if a guy in Jackson, if back 40 opens, he's probably not going to drive two hours to come to your track and vice versa. A guy in Tupelo is probably not going to go to back 40, when you're open just because it's you know it economically what's smarter to do and uh if you work together then you start getting the back 40 regulars back 40 starts getting your regulars bam you just made you know you just made your crowd double because you're willing to work with a track and uh that's just communication you know being you know being cool people and saying hey you know here's my and being able to plan ahead of time and uh you know, post a schedule like, you know, a month or two ahead of time to say, hey, this is one I'm going to open. And he says, okay, well, I'm going to open this weekend because you're not open. And, they, you know, you can plan for it that way. Yeah. And, you know, that goes along to any any place, uh, you know, track or work. You know, my boss here at Water Truck, and he, he stresses communication. Mm-hmm. You know, communication is key, and that's, that's everywhere – that's why I think it'd make it make the motocross in our area better if we could work with other track owners and you know um, the riders and parents. You know, open at the right times in the summer. You do. I know Philip does open during the week. Um, summertime will be great for that. You yeah. know, a lot of 
it would be for me, you know, yeah. where I could go home, pick up Cade, get back up there and, you know, ride, you know, two hours before dark. So, uh, it's, it's just good to, you know, for everybody. Yep. It is. Well, do y'all have anything, uh, that y'all want to tell any of the listeners before we wrap it up? Uh, appreciate everybody being patient, you know, with us, uh, Thus so far, you know, uh, just trying to make it a, a better place. Maybe uh, when we do have the races, we'll have all the kinks worked out where we, you know, start on time. And I, that's why I'd love to see it where we could start on time, be done at three thirty. Yeah, uh, I'll get the latest because people's got to drive home. So uh, you know, we're cook out. You know, we need to get the grill masters back together. You know? <laughs> yeah, I so. feel like the the starting on time. And they're trying to finish as early as possible is a very big thing because that that's on the mom and dad there. Like, you know, ultimately the kid wants to track better. Sometimes the dad wants it that way too because he's got, you know, ambitions for his son or daughter. And, uh, but, you know, it, it getting out of there at a decent time and everything running smooth and getting started when it's supposed to, like a lot of, a lot of the parents that aren't even, aren't riding the motorcycle, that's like things they're looking for. So, um, yeah, those are important things, also. Yeah, well, that's about all I got to say. But Philip may want to throw one word to. Yeah, I just just want to thank everybody for giving us, you know, uh, giving us another shot and a chance, you know, coming out and seeing the changes. And I've even had riders that that weren't exactly pleased with what I had, but they come back and just understanding and being patient, like Matthew said, and give us another shot. Uh, you know, it's it's a and it's a different track. It's completely different than i've had people tell me that before it's completely different the same track but yet it's still completely different than it ever has been before um i've had some say it's the best it's ever been i've had some kind of not but we're going to make those changes we're going to make those improvements we're we're open for suggestions um my facebook messenger comes straight to my phone and i'm the only one that answers it so if people have suggestions or questions or anything um feel free to reach out you know um, I'll take everyone's input into consideration in the future planning of the place. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Um, well, thank you guys for coming on. We appreciate the time. Glad we could get you on and get, um, hopefully, you know, our listeners, if they haven't been since Philip bought it, can see now that, hey, let me go there and let's, let's try this out and, uh, see what it see the new stuff is about and also like with y'all on here talking like people can kind of like some a little more personal like get to know you a little bit and be like okay like you know I, I see that you know how that guy feels about it what he wants to do and i feel like that goes a long ways with people yeah maybe they think like yeah like maybe that loud mouth country guy isn't such an asshole like petty go <laughs> and then like so they're like yeah like yeah I, I think i could talk to him again you know maybe stuff like that because he's he's that, that guy's been really mean to me sometimes and so i just have to you know yeah. i got some pictures of you grayson dirt samples <laughs> it's okay he sends dirt samples of to me to you so like you have to be right there somehow, taking a picture of him. somehow he he just i mean you can it. fall in the very far back of the track and he's, somehow he's at the fence taking a picture of yeah, you. Yeah, he's in the he's in the, a damn tree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one one thing I am gonna add, uh, 
I hadn't told Philip, but this is something I've seen uh, at, at some different places. You know, they've got comment boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I sometimes I think people see the track or see this section or see something going wrong. Well, they don't want to mention something because, you know, hell, they don't want to hurt your feelings. I, yeah. I don't care feelings. I want to know the truth. Yeah, you need that to know. We can, yeah. Yeah. And I think we need to make a comment box, you know, and put it somewhere and, and announce, hey, if you see something you don't like or do like, man, please leave a comment. Uh, you know, and you ain't got to write your name or nothing on it. You yeah. know, just drop it in the box or whatever. I think that would help. Yeah, not a bad idea. You know, then leave it anonymous and then, you know, they don't have to worry about that, you know, because I think some people will be like, man, if I say something, he's going to kick me out and I can never come here and ride again. It's the only place to ride. And <laughs> uh, I've kind of bit my yeah. tongue about saying something to Jeff because I thought that. I thought if I say something, he's going he's to kick me out. And I didn't bite my tongue hard enough because yeah. I said something. <laughs> he didn't he didn't kick me out. He changed his tune a little bit. But it was a safety issue to me. Like you, you I needed him to split the practice and he act like he didn't want to do it. And it's like, hey, dude, you can't. You can't have 40 big bikes out here and think, you know, it's okay to throw three little bikes out here at the same time. That's just, you can't do that. And, uh, you know, he, he was willing to, he was willing to take that risk and, uh, you know, I'm not. uh, One thing I would like to see, uh, you know, in the future is spring when we start opening, you know, different people. I'd like to see, you know, a shop motopod, uh, banner or Graham KTM, you know, different sponsors that, you know, even if it was just to get y'all's name out there, whatever, just any advertisement, you know, always looks good or catches somebody's eye. Yeah, well, I want to help with that. I'm gonna, I'm trying to work on some stuff. So, um, Shot Moto Pod don't have any money, so <laughs> that's. Catch uh, a picture of my face, like Shot Moto, like the O's are our face. No, that's so smart. <laughs> like the O's you know, just are gave face. Jason a terrible idea. But. Oh yeah, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll start designing yeah. it. All right. Well, we'll let you guys run, and uh, we'll share this uh, when we. I'll get it posted over the weekend, and I'll let you guys know when it's posted, and y'all can share it up, and uh, hopefully get some. Uh, we'll get some new listeners, and we'll get some new riders out at the new Mims track. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yep. Thanks. Thank you guys. See ya. See ya. All right. What'd you think? Yeah. I've, t- I've talked to him before, so. Yeah, you've talked. I've talked to Obviously, you've talked to Pettigo. <laughs> yeah. You've talked to Philip before. Yeah, I talked to him a little bit when I went to the race for Sarah. Yeah, I talked to Philip at Back 40 a good bit mm-hmm. before he bought it and told me he was, you know, trying to buy it. It was in the process or whatever. And, uh, you know, he would. our kids were in the same class. He'd talk to me on the gate, different, you know, talk to me different times he saw me. You know, a lot of times, like, hey, man, what what do you think if I buy this, that, you know, ideas, wanting my opinion, wanting ideas. Um, he's more open to, like, hey, let's let's try that. Hey, let's do – because yeah. I think he sees, like, your rider base is what it is. How do we make it bigger? Yeah. You know, we've we got to make it bigger. He's like, if you can try it, he's like – like Pega said, like, you can try it. He's like, if we have to just tear it down again, we Yeah, I mean, if you try it, it doesn't work. Just go, go back, back to what you were doing. Yeah. It's not like that. I mean, you have a blueprint already. Like, yeah. you know. It's like, so. uh, like I had a, uh, and I got talked to them for the race for Sarah. Like, they didn't have their plaques yet or whatever. Yeah. So, I like, went up there to get my $13 I want or something. And uh, 
he's like, yeah, the the plaques aren't in yet, but here's what I'm doing. Everybody like, uh, next time you come, you can practice for free and then come pick your plaque up. And I'm like, no. I was like, oh, let's make a deal. Like, I'll, next time I come practice, I'll pay for my practice yeah. and I'll just come pick my plaque up. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna t- take your free practice. Like, yeah, you know, twenty five, thirty dollars for me is like, yes, I'm willing to pay you because I want you to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. Now, if it was like two hundred dollars, you know, or something, you know. Yeah, if if everybody knew what he paid for the trophies, then they would willingly be like, okay, I'm paying to practice to come yeah, pick. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna, be like, I'm gonna pay for your practice because that's just the right thing to do, and I think it's, I think that's what it, it should be like. Yeah, well, I didn't really understand the trophy deal. You know, you know how I am about trophies. I'm not yeah. huge on trophies, but um, he told me like what it called like dude trophies is legitimately like a quarter of the cost of running a race probably that's crazy dude i think that's just absolutely insane that because that drives our prices of of racing up and you know how i am you know trophies are whatever i got you know even my kids trophies they're just collecting dust in a shop (laughs) no they're more like in the garage just scattered everywhere in my little shop they're not in the garage if you would put them in a box maybe and okay that's what they are in my dad's shop okay well these all these trophies i want we don't need to argue even my loretta's trophy is in my shop collecting dust fuck you i can't believe you (laughs) i knew you were gonna you're a piece of (laughs) oh my goodness I'm sorry. In the episode. That just I'm pissed sorry. me off. I'm sorry. Really? You're Do you so want it? Disres- How about I bring it up here and put it on your toolbox? I don't have room. I have plenty. Oh, okay. Okay, so now the Loretta trophy was so important. For all my tool- I'll but take now it- he won't take it. I'll take it home and put it like above my bed or something. I bet you would take it and put it <laughs> above your bed. All right. We're going to wrap this thing up. So uh, everybody like, subscribe, share away, um, and uh, we out. See you